Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which uh, featured, well, us, I suppose we were there, weren't we? We were in it, yeah. Um, Bruce Mellington popped in, the editor of the Racing Post. He yeah. talked racing, football. We've got the Grand National Looking forward up. to the National on Saturday, so yeah. he's giving you a bit of a tip if you fancy that. Yeah, a little bit um, of value. And we had a chat with a bloke who's putting on a coffee festival and a big coffee competition. It's competitive coffee making. Yes. And then the listeners decided unilaterally to start coming up with coffee-based sports stars. Mm. So you'll hear some of those as well. So uh, here it all is. Uh, it is uh, six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Better than the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. well, the Commonwealth, we were watching the hammer while we were having our meeting. Mm. Oh, sport of the highest quality. Three out of the four just threw it straight in the net. Yeah. They found the net more than Maratta. Incredible. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> well done. That's a good start. Yeah. I mean, you've peaked, basically, you've peaked at six minutes past one. You've got nowhere else to go. Not for now. the first time. Yeah. And, um, yes. What else have I got? Oh, yeah. I mean,. The star are fascinating. They, they, they do lots of pre-World Cup scare stories. Yeah. Where would we be without them? No, we, we, we'd have nothing. Uh, the, the best one they've done, so basically at the end, they'll do a thing. Real lack of scare stories at this World <laughs> Cup, says journalist. Yeah. I can normally count on ten scare stories, but I've only managed nine true. in the last six months. One we've seen many times before is that the pitch won't be ready for England games, wherever the pitch is being prepared. Mm. Yeah. In this case, it's um, Nov- Novgorod. Yeah, that's right. Novgorod. Novgorod. And, um, and they're worried about it. Playing on a dodgy surface usually favours the underdog, and Panama are ranked 53 in the world, fully 37 places below the three lines who are currently 16. So obviously they'd be Panama yeah. hoping for a terrible surface. Everything you know about football in that region suggests that they like to lump it into the mixer, like John Beck's the manager. I know. Not the way teams in that part of the world play, like it on the floor. So it would probably do us more of a favour than them. Really. But the editorial that goes with it is incredible. Dodgy World Cup grass is the latest issue set to blight England's hopes of lifting the trophy in Russia. What hopes? <laughs> FIFA <laughs> officials are battling against the clock to get patches of grass imported all the way from New Zealand to grow in time. Wow. But is it any surprise the grass brought in from an island 10,000 miles away is struggling to take hold? Yes, it is quite a surprise. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Of course, New Zealand is known for its clean... It doesn't matter if it comes 10 yards or 10,000 yeah. miles. It doesn't make any difference. But of course, New Zealand is known for its clean green pastures, but it's hardly a country of football champions. Now groundsmen are trying to uh, fix the issues before England kick off against Tunisia on June the 18th. Uh, yet another reason 
why the tournament should be taken off Russia and handed mm. to England with its superior pitches. I won't sleep now. <laughs> Honestly, what a great justification for taking the tournament away from Russia and giving it to us because our pitches are good. Cause of causes is a gelding, according to Steve Hancock, which may well be true, but if he's been sent to stud, I mean... Making a look. Well, yeah, but what a life that is. <laughs> That's, what a cruel way to spend see out the remainder of it's your day. It's a bit days. harsh, I agree, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's not right. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, Anthony Holmes is interested whether it's too late to gold you, Andy. <laughs> Maybe we do it live on air. Yeah, Keep thanks. going. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yeah. I'll say it again and say it correctly, which is very unusual here at TalkSport. Mm. He wants Slice Stallone to play him in his life story. Does he really? Slice <laughs> about 70. Yeah, and I can't know. see him pulling off those acrobatic overhead kicks. I not think so. He's only about four foot six go as well, isn't he? Go for a younger man. Ideally. I would have said so, really. Yeah, better idea. Who could play you. Zlatan then in, in Zlatan the film? You got anybody, does he look like anybody no, out there? No, he doesn't really. He's a very unique looking man. I mean, he's huge. He's six foot five, you know. Yeah. What's Stallone, about five eight? Who something? was that big fellow with the long black hair who's in the Star Wars film? Uh, what did he, was he Darth, was he not Darth Dave, Moore? Was he Dave Prowse. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was he Darth, Dave young Prowse. Darth Vader. That's right, Becky. The bloke who was young Darth Vader. He's, oh, no. he's got a look as Zlatan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, he I, could I, be the man. I don't give me a thousand yard stare there, but well, there we are. Because I haven't seen it. Okay. What? Any of them? No. You never seen a Star Wars film? One, the first one, but other ones. Not, not for you. No. Okay. Now you were talking yesterday about Gareth Bale. <laughs> That's the end. I'm going. That's I'm trying to do sport here. This yeah. is a sports. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so the man said we want to do ten minutes on competitive coffee. <laughs> Gareth Bale. Yeah. As you were telling us yesterday, was being mocked by former Real Madrid president <clears throat> Jorge Valdano. <clears throat> But the thing he said about Bale was really weird. He said, nothing Bale does is worth 100 million euros. And he has only the number he plays with on his shirt. What does he mean by that? Well, he's only worth 11 million. What does he mean by that? I, I don't, don't know. don't get that. I mean, you wouldn't we'll have sold him for 11 million. We'll give you? him a call. Ridiculous. As I said yesterday, then, mm. yes, you know, we won't, he won't be able to match. Uh, you know, he's going to want parity with Daniel Levy money-wise. So yeah. that means it probably won't happen. <laughs> That'll be the sticking point, He's really. Going, if he goes I want to earn as much as the top earner at the He'll club. He'll be going to United, which, of course, once again does, you know, the th- issue of the day with Rashford. I don't think Rashford will leave. No, nor do I. Nor do I. Not for a minute. I think he'd be mad to. But on the other hand, if they were to sign Bale, you know, what, what does that leave Rashford's still very young, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah, but he wants to play. He's good enough to play. You know, he wants to play every week. But, you know, I don't know. I can't. I still think it would be a mistake to leave, but you know, it, it would be a problem for him. He's got a problem getting in the team now. But if they sign Bale, it would be a disaster for him. We've been, we've been talking about Rondon, both saying we think he can play at uh, a higher level. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly a higher level than the championship. And sure enough, he's joined Johnny Evans, being another name that uh, keeps coming up oh, I as someone who could leave okay. the club at the end of the season. Well, he probably but they're would, at West Ham yeah. showing an interest. Yeah. What do you um, think he is? Top? Is he? He's not quite top four quality. Not is he, quite. I don't think so. Not quite. But he's certainly upper upper echelons. He's good, yeah. he's good enough. Or he could be back up in a top team. That's 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 possible. I mean, City. It's interesting. We'll talk about City with Bill Burrows. Mm. We were saying yesterday that I think the, they've got a couple of weaknesses. They've got so many good players and so much. They're a brilliant squad. But they are mm. a bit light up front, especially when Aguero doesn't play. Because yeah, Jesus is good, but they haven't got that. Alternative. They haven't got that plan B backup no. striker. I'm not saying Rondon would be the man. Either, Jesus has not looked quite the same since he came. He's out for a long time. Well, it sort of broke his happens. rhythm. It's yeah. hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's difficult. They, you look, expect him to be Aguero. The odds are against the seven teams out of 126, yeah. according to the Guardian today, have battled back from a 3 0 deficit in the Champions League to go through. I mean, yeah. you know, the odds are against. It's not easy. And uh, Liverpool look much more secure with Van Dyke there than they did in the past. Mm. So. 
No, the odds are against it. But, you know, from the neutral's point of view, I suppose, you're going to want to see an early goal from City and a, and a good game. But you just think Liverpool will score at least once. Hmm. Uh, and that means they've, they've got, got to get five. Five, that's not going to happen. That's where the away goal yeah. is. You know, it does ruin the game. I mean, if Liverpool would have scored early, we might as well just all turn over to something else. I mean, well, this Chelsea youth game, which you're talking well, about, may, but they're also well in front in that game. Uh, I tell you what is odd though. This people who disseminate fake news—it's a very, very odd thing. So mm-hmm. I got sent yesterday an official, what looked purported to be an official statement from Chelsea. Yeah, no jokes in it. Nothing. <clears throat> it was nothing jokey. It wasn't April Fourth. It was basically the sort of statement they would bring out if they were parting company with Conte. And it basically says, "We've parted company. We'd like to thank him." Blah 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 blah. So you go on the Twitter or you go on the news thing to see whether it's true. Of course, it isn't. You think, what do people get out of this? Yeah. I mean, it must have taken quite a bit of time to mock all that up and make it look like an official thing. What's the point? You sit there going, oh, people for the check, they thought... They were... I don't get it. I don't really? get what people... Do you get what people get out of doing that? I'm not particularly, Andy, I no. don't. I don't. I can't <laughs> see the okay. point. It's wishful thinking. I mean, well, it wasn't yeah. you, did if it? only it was true. Yeah. <laughs> You're hoping it is. Well, you know. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's Adam Driver, and I was thinking the same thing, says Nico. That's what's the actor's name is. Go and look him up. Oh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's, I, you know, I think he could, he could play Zlatan in the movie. Okay. Me and you, Nico, we should be in the casting business. <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, anyway, is this yeah. the fellow? Yes, it is him. It's him. Look, there, there's the pictures. Look, can you see him with the ponytail? Very Doing good. Overhead oh, kick. yeah, no, he's Not perfect. So bad. Certainly a much better choice than um, Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone, 75. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports and uh, Grand National this weekend at Aintree. Rupert Bell will be there for Talk mm. Sports. Uh, he's very much looking forward to Ladies' Day on Friday. It's his uh, cup final. It's a so, sort of family. I mean, Cheltenham is more for your serious punters. Grand National is for family. You always get you know, horses for your family and all that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's still an institution. The editor mm. of the Racing Post has, uh, has popped in to see us. Good afternoon, uh, Bruce Millington. Good to see you. Hi, chaps. Um, do, do you find that then? I mean, you always say to us your biggest selling uh, copies of the year are, of the Racing Post are around Cheltenham. Mm. Do, do you do well with with the national? With number five thing? is National Day, yeah. It's right. the busiest Saturday. It always used to be number one, but Cheltenham just got so big, it kind of superseded it. But I think there's a bit of a revival with Aintree now. I think it's 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 establishing itself not just as the, the, the great race, but the, what they wrap around it. Those three days are really good racing, honestly. Mm. And because they've all run at Cheltenham as well, we know them better. We've got more form to go on. And a lot of people actually prefer entry to Cheltenham. Is it? I mean, people say it's, it's such a difficult race to call, and it is. I mean, has it got more difficult over the years? Much more difficult. It used to be the case that you probably have somewhere between about 8 and 12 contenders that were really had the form and the quality. But the prize money's gone up so much now that so many people target it. You get 40 runners in there, and they are all in there with half a chance there's, you know, there's very few has-beens or horses that you, you can easily put a line through so in a sense it's kind of gone back to being that national lottery and you see that in the results I mean there's been very few winners under 20 to 1 in the last few years a lot mm. of long shots win so you really can go for it and literally mm. you know people used to ring me up and say oh you know my mum likes you know red so they've gone for this one you're like well she's done her money because that can't win but now they've virtually all got a half a chance <laughs> wow okay that's good 60 declared yesterday they've got to get it down to 40 how, how on earth do they do that well basically what, what the handicapper assesses them and, and, and gives them a rating and the 40 highest rated horses will run um, there's, a, there's two or three 
three fancied runners in there who who would have got you know and a lot of people would have had anti-post bets on that would have thought they'd get in but again because so many people want to run they stand their ground now and um, there'll be a few sweating on one or two injuries so it, the, the top 40 now I think it goes down to double double Ross I would say only one or two of them will come out there's a couple of reserves might run so um, you know the final field will be known on Thursday and then we can start doing our office sweeps and, mm. and getting studying oh, yeah, do those the office sweep, yeah do those 20 people who, uh, who do they know they're not going to make it will they know yeah, what the handicapper is going to do so yeah, why, they, why? yeah they would know well in advance because yeah. basically they have a, they have a function um, in, in late February where the, the ratings are revealed and the weights are revealed mm. so you know that if you're if you're in the top 50 you've got a decent chance of getting a run maybe in the top 60 but as we get to this stage nearer the time you know there's a lot of doom and gloom if you're not in the top 40 now yeah Richard Johnson the champion jockey looking for a ride it seems incredible he's ridden 20 times in the national why would he be without a ride it's astonishing isn't it it's a bit it just shows how much kind of loyalty there is in racing where you know if someone's if someone's always had the ride on a particular horse or rides for a certain stable then they will get the ride in the national and you know you you're absolutely right you'd think that that there'd be a few trainers and owners absolutely doing their utmost to get to get Johnson there's still plenty of time for him to get one, but uh, he didn't have one last year either, so we'll, 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 we'll wait and see. Uh, good story in the uh, post today, though, that uh, ITV4 are running two virtual races. I'm not a big fan of virtual racing normally, because <laughs> it seems, seems pointless, you don't know the form, but this is slightly different. This is basically best of the last 40 years, that's one race, and then a predictor race, using all the data from the horses that are going to be in the race the next day, and they're going to run that. Yeah, it's very clever that. I mean, obviously, you know, animation has come on so much that you sometimes I, you walk into a betting shop and you have to actually go quite close <laughs> yeah. to the screen to tell if they're real or, or I've won pixels. on the virtual twice, but I, I felt... Blimey, you well, got it bad. Well, no, only because it was raining at the cricket and me and my son thought, well, what else can we do? <laughs> do a bit of virtual the, racing. So we went into the, <laughs> the bookies <laughs> tent and had to go on the virtual racing and we won. There's nothing more depressing than being in a betting shop and hearing someone swearing at a, at a virtual horse. I mean, you, you know you're it struggling. It does seem then. a bit it pointless. Honestly, I've heard people do that and it, I just, mm, yeah. it's not actually... It's not it's a collection of pixels but this is really good (laughs) so what they'll do is as you say they'll take the 40 um, Grand National winners from the last 40 years and and, and run them against each other and, and, and produce as a winner they did it last year it's very good indeed get a real commentary whether or not the predicted 2018 national will bear any resemblance to what actually happens remains to be seen because obviously you know it's it's it is the hardest race in the world to pick the winner of. There's yeah. 40 runners, 30 fences, four and a half miles. It's so unusual and so mm. difficult. But it'll be well worth watching that. All the champion of champions mm. ones, a bit like the old FIFA thing of playing, you know, Manchester United 68 versus the great Real Madrid side of the Surely early. Red Rum's going to win, isn't he? Well, well you, you think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would did, imagine. I suppose it's a handicap, though, so it depends what weight he gets. But, uh, he, you know, I mean, there were some very good other horses that won the national down the years. But, you, you know, you, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? Yeah. The other thing with virtual racing is you can't send a collection of pixels out to stud. No, you well, you're virtual, <laughs> virtual stud. <laughs> virtual we stud. We don't really want to think about that. <laughs> no, do I don't we? want to think about that. At Cause all. of causes is a gelding, as we've subsequently discovered. So he's off to stud, but uh, mm. not in the full sense of the term, really. Is not it? really, no. He'll just live there. He's just going to live in a stud, yeah. Right. So he's going to have to stand there. Um, he's He'll be looking over the fence like Terry and June, like a neighbour with a pipe. <laughs> oh, what's going on next door? Yeah, like that. Like twitching the net curtains of yeah. his stable. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess no. what they're doing at number 16. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm, unfortunately, his, uh, his equipment for that kind of thing was removed before he, he started his jumps career, as all jumps horses yeah, are. So he's, he's yeah. going to have to well, listen enough, to the really. nays and all that kind of thing. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. But he'll have a very good life there. I'm sure he'll be very happy. And he was a brilliant racehorse, Cause of Causes. Superb. Yeah. Now, I said to you just before we started, so you're, you, you're going Saturday, and of course you remind me why you won't be going Saturday. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a bit of a... I'm torn, really, aren't I? So mm. they, they staged the Grand National on the same day as Brighton, pa- Palace Brighton. Yeah. I mean, so I had a, a difficult choice to make, but uh, the lads in the office assured me that they, they would much rather they didn't have me fussing around making nuisance of myself in the office, so I'm off to watch. And it is, you know, I've talked in here a couple of weeks ago about the stress of this relegation campaign. I mean, it all boils... This game is so, so huge. Normally, Palace play Brighton with mid-table, or it doesn't really matter, but this is absolutely enormous. Mm. For, yeah, us, for both know. teams, it is because mm. they will take great delight in <clears throat> in helping to relegate us, and you know we do need a win. It's it, I'm I'm kind of dreading it and looking forward to it. It's a big day this because that game finishes at about ten to five, and then the national starts at five fifteen. So it could be a, an interesting couple of hours. Imagine, imagine if it had been the last game of the season, though, and it oh, settled. Yeah. And he sends a, a Glenn Murray back heel, sends, oh, the, sends no, Palace no, down. No, that would be <laughs> bad. <laughs> <It's a thing>. <laughs> <laughs> they were never going to make that in the last day, game yeah. of the no, season. No. I was saying to you, though, that Palace, they do seem to have conceded a lot of late goals. I mean, you know, so many points have gone late. I mean, they really have. They really have. Like Before Christmas, we were actually doing it the opposite way, Andy. We had, a, you know, we were doing kind of heroic comebacks. But I think the thing is, the squad has been so hit by injuries that the players are actually quite knackered. He's been playing virtually the same eleven for, you know, pretty much since Christmas, and <clears> they fought heroically, but. Roy, for all that I absolutely love him to bits, and I really do think he's done the most magnificent job for us, um, he does have this thing where he will not make substitutes. And and if you if you were doing a, a, a bar chart of all the Premier League teams hmm. and how many subs they've made, we would be absolutely bottomed <clears throat> by a mile. And, you know, people are now... You know, it's 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 a fairly obvious two and two, isn't it? We, we're coming to the conclusion that perhaps he should be making more subs. I'm not quite sure it, it's as obvious as that. I think sometimes things just do happen. But hopefully, um, hopefully we've got our run of late heartache out of the way because there has been a lot of it lately. I must say. So finally, Bruce, we, we, you can't leave us without a tip for the national. Oh yeah. What do you what do you fancy? Well, normally, if people ask hmm. me, I say I just don't know. But there's a horse in there called I Just Know. And um, oh. <laughs> about 25 to 1, trained mm-hmm. by Sue and Harvey Smith. So stand wow. by for a beat laden interview if he does win, <laughs> if he does win afterwards. But about 25 to 1, I just know might just be the one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fantastic. Hmm. Thank you, Bruce. We will catch up with you soon. Cheers, guys. Here's the editor of the Racing Post there. So here we are, a little tip for you. Uh, early doors, I just know, around 25 to 1. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. One of the things you may know about Andy is that he's a bit, not a major one, but a bit of a coffee snob. And <clears throat> um, tell us that story. That some <laughs> of the listeners may have not heard it. That place you went to in Shanghai with your son. No, in Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo, yeah. yeah so tell me, us what went on. Well, we were staying in Tokyo, and he said to me he'd heard about this place, this coffee place, and we had to go there, and it was a very special place. And it, and it took about an hour. It was sort of within the Tokyo it took district. took an hour to get there for a cup of coffee. There, yeah. And, uh, and the thing about this bloke is you have to get there. If you want uh, an espresso, you have to get there before 2 o'clock hmm. because the electricity isn't of the right quality after 2 o'clock to produce the espresso. He won't serve it, this fella. Wow, and it's it's just very sort of you know a bit Seinfeldish, really, a bit like the you know. If only the people who made that uh, ad for the well-known uh, high street burger chain recently, I'm sure they would have included that in the mix. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it's it's a big do these days, certainly in the uh, capital, indeed all over the country. Uh, well, there which are is more why... and more. I think there was a thing today in the paper that uh, coffee shops outstrip pubs. As three coffee shops open a day, and we know pubs sadly are closing. Yeah, well. Uh, joining us now, um, the founder of the London Coffee Festival, mm. which I, I must be an element of competition too. One of our teams, game. We're regarding it as sport. Uh, Jeffrey Young. Good afternoon, Jeffrey. Oh, good afternoon. Hi. Did you like uh, Andy's little tell? What about the idea that you can't have a coffee after a certain mm. time? The electricity is not well, of good that, enough quality. That's really hardcore. I, ha- I, ha- I haven't come across that yet. <laughs> in coffee shops, but I do see a lot of people very finicky about the, the way they make coffee. Yeah. I mean, that, that mm. advert that has just been on TV, which was effectively taking the mickey out of uh, the people can get a little bit sooty about their coffee. I mean, what did you, what did you make of that? Well, clearly um, you can get, you know, take it all a bit too seriously, but there is an art and a science mm. to making coffee. Ultimately, though, you know, we, don't, we really don't believe there's a place for coffee snobs per se. It's all about you know, the consumer understanding what coffee they like, exploring, being a bit adventurous and trying things new. Um, but, you know, those kind of coffee masters out there that are trying to perfect the, the, the coffee, you know, quality, yeah, they're very geeky. Mm. No yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> how it's roasted, how it's ground. I mean, is, you know, and, there, and it does vary in quality. I mean, if you have a really good cup of coffee, you can tell the difference, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, at every stage along the the road of making coffee you can you can mess it up um you know whether you you get the right size the, the wrong size of the grind you know the sort of atmospheric pressure even even moisture in the air can influence how a coffee responds each day so a skilled barista is your your best friend when it comes to seeking out a great uh, cup of coffee the, the 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 skilled barista really knows how to interpret the coffee on a given day <laughs> 
in a given coffee shop on a given machine with a specific grinder. Um, there's, there's a lot of skill in making uh, you know, a great cup of coffee. Now, you've uh, five grand up for grabs for the winner of this uh, competition. 24 contenders, seven disciplines, one winner. And there are, if the great thing is you can watch the contenders in action on your website. LondonCoffeeFestival.com because they're all there on, the, on their own little videos uh, doing their thing, aren't they? Uh, yeah, not quite as exciting as coming to the festival. No, of course. Actually seeing, you know, despite like being there in a live stadium, you know, we've created a little mini amphitheater. Wow. Um, not quite Wembley Stadium, but it does feel very, very exciting um, when you're sort of in the ring, if you, if you like, at the Coffee Masters. Um, the fact that it's an international competition, you know, the, be- the best of British as well as um, up there with some international... Um, competitors from Japan, from Denmark, from Australia, Russia, Poland, Germany, um, and the best that UK has to offer as well. So really exciting. Um, and it's designed for the working barista. So it's designed to, you know, the, the competition's designed like a battle, but it's designed to kind of replicate, you know, you're in the thick of it in a coffee shop trying to serve customers fast uh, and the skills that you need um, to to do that. So latte art skills, um, brewing, your you know perfect espresso and then a little bit of fun at the end with um the signature drink so you know playing around with sort of mixing alcohol and um and fruits and all sorts of um mixology to to that kind of relate to a coffee cocktail so are they all using the same coffee they sort of say you're just judging it on the on the skill of making it or do they bring their own coffee to it absolutely that's a very good question um this competition is quite unique from other um competitions around the world where They'll bring their own uh, coffees and be able to control the whole process. We um, put these baristas, these coffee masters, into a kind of a level playing field where they're working with very good coffees from Caravan Coffee Roasters, uh, who are the sponsors of the of the event. Uh, so they have to work with caravans. You know, they have nine different um, types of coffees that they that they've roasted specifically for this event. Uh, and again, it's a level playing field, so there's there's no. Um, uh, no advantage, you know, by you know having a, a, a specific type of coffee. I think there might be a nice mm-hmm. little side competition for the baristas. You mm-hmm. know, in uh, one of the well-known coffee shops, they always ask your name these days, and so mm-hmm. you know you just occasionally make a name up. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we need an eight. We need an eight. Um, <laughs> remember the name. There well, you know. uh, not <laughs> almost not a remember the name, but you say yeah. and you say what name is it? And you say Quinton. You think. You're not called Quinton. Don't <laughs> talk yourself up, mate. You're okay. Gary. So I mean, is he a real? Is he a real Gary, or is he? A, what is he? A, you've got to try and guess whether they're lying. It's like, would I lie to you? But with coffee, yeah, good, good yeah. idea. Yeah. So presumably, it's quite a long day. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a three-day festival. Starts on the twelfth of April. Actually, a four-day festival. Four-day festival. Sorry, yeah. the old Truman Brewery, Brick Lane, oh, nice, lovely yeah. place. In fact, yeah. I mean, are you all a bit shaky by the end of the day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we we can yeah. handle our coffee. Um, you know, yeah. you have to pace yourselves. Um, we have, you know, there's there's other other things like matcha lattes and turmeric lattes and all the kind of um, non-coffee beverages as well for those that that don't drink coffee as well. So, you know, great teas and as well. Um, and there's some craft beers and lots of things for lots of people, but it is very focused on coffee. The, the T-shirt mm. says, no sleep till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should say. And you're going to go along, aren't you? And well, you'll have to go early because I know you don't tend to drink espresso after about five o'clock in the afternoon because <laughs> you basically won't sleep at all, will you? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, okay, well, look, best of luck with it, uh, Jeffrey. Great, Sounds good. Much. Thanks very much. It's Wonderful. Uh, 12th yeah, to the 15th of April, mm. the Old Truman Brewery in Brick Lane, if you're in central London.
Um, go and check it out. I've had a bet on the Bulgarian uh, entrant, Bulgarian coffee maker, Baristo Stoichkov. Is, that, yeah, been Is that the only reason you wanted to talk about this, so you could say yes? Yeah. No. This is, you can go, Andy, you can go in the sensory bar when you go there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rufus, our assistant producer, is, in fact, he lives around the corner and he will be going. He'll be going. So he can report to us on Monday what it's like. He'll pop in for a coffee and he'll go in the pub over the road, I would imagine. <laughs> That's, That's the way it. he rolls up. I'd say so, yeah. But it's all here. Look at this. Imagine you enter a room, knowing you're about to embark on a journey mm. of taste discovery, says the website. Mm. You take a seat at the bar and forget everything but your senses. Your four-part tasting experience begins with your newly created Espresso Barbarella Mark IV. Wow. I preferred the Mark III. <laughs> uh, Our producer doesn't even drink had a coffee. On I, the I was very surprised that Chutney only has tea. You, can I interest you in a fruity mix of Washington Kenyan Katharqua uh, Embu Double A? <laughs> I love that. It's my favourite. Um, <laughs> and, and some natural random Gatare and some Wash Colombian <laughs> Cacao Totoro. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Or a cup of Nescaf. No. <laughs> no. Okay, um, maybe you could go old school, go in there with your instant while they're all doing it. Take the spoon, put it in the cup. Boiling water. Boiling water. Bit of milk. Bit of a stir, bit of milk. Beautiful. Bob's your uncle. Perfect. Old school Andy Jacobs. That wins. Where's my five grand? (laughs) Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Thanks to Toby there for a clip for Friday. Marvellous. 11 men behind the ball. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, anyway, so uh, mm, still yes. to come then, uh, we will be chatting to Tony Evans, uh, the Liverpool fan and broadcaster and uh, journalist, author ahead of tonight's game at the Etihad. And um, we talked about the London Coffee Festival earlier mm. on, competitive coffee making. Oh, yeah. We thought that was sport. But there was a lack of sport in it. There was a lack of signature sporting roasts. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, we've got we've got some now. We've got the Jamie Macchiato from Mike Martin. Thank you very much uh, for that one for all the QPR fans. Uh, one of the listeners, not put his name on it, particularly enjoys the smooth Brazilian blend, a cappuccino. <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't really work. Uh, all Australian cricketers, uh, says Nathan in Antarctica. Blimey. Good afternoon or whatever time it is there. <laughs> all Australian cricketers go for coffee at Glenn Maxwell's house. Beautiful. <laughs> That's Thank pretty you. Well good. done, Nathan. All the way from Antarctica. Uh, Killian and Frappe. That very good. Says uh, Kev J. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, from the world of darts, says Rambling Daz, he goes for the Big Cliff Lazakenko. <laughs> well, shouldn't it's Big Cliff Hazakenko? Yeah, well, they, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Tassimo Taibi, says Robert Sharp. Don't it goes that. straight through you. Uh, Massimo Tacit to make of one of the pods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you with me? Yeah, yeah, I know you're a coffee snob. You wouldn't know about the pods, would you? Oh, no, I know. Oh, you like the pods? The pods? Yeah, not especially, the pods. no. No, they're not, not for me, love. Well, I'm, right. I'm beyond the pods. No, what you get with the pods is you get a good result looks-wise, oh, yeah. not taste-wise, in my oh, view. Oh, you're such a snob. I know. What can you do? Um, okay, what else you got for us, Andy? We'll come if back you want to uh, get a letter published in a national newspaper, just yeah. have a go at football. I always find that's a very good way. And Sinjin okay, Cox of Taunton. That's <laughs> real, his name. Real name, you think? <laughs> well, that's his name, Sinjin Cox. Is he often on Clips of the Week? I think he might be. <laughs> Possibly yeah. isn't his name anyway. Chris Moyles has been writing those <laughs> yeah, he in. Probably Definitely. Has. He's fooled the mail. Yeah. He says, uh, I've loved football all my life, mm. but the moronic behaviour of some fans makes me despair. I was shocked at the photo of Spurs Deli Alley in front of rival fans making obscene mm. gestures because he'd had the temerity to score a goal. Mm. By contrast, when a try is scored during a rugby match, yeah. the opposing fans understandably look disappointed. <clears throat> but there'll be no displays of anger, swearing or obscene gestures. 
I'm getting to the point where I feel I can no longer stand the pathetic tribalism of football and will watch rugby instead. You think, what are you talking about? It's been like this since people stopped going to football in suits and ties and yeah. flat caps. I mean, you know, you've always seen those scenes where a bloke scores, he celebrates in front of the rival fans, and they all give him, you know, the handshake and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's ridiculous. It would be nice to have a, uh, maybe it'd be nice to go back to just one day a year. In the, no, we have, they have special days in other day. sports. A throwback day where we all go in suits and ties and hats. <laughs> flat cap. Everybody goes in yeah, or trilbies and we all go to a game yeah. dressed like we're going out somewhere. That Why would be not? Now, there was no football last night, and uh, we were watching. Uh, Do you ever watch Travel Man? It's a good series. Yeah, it's Richard, very good. Richard yeah. Ayoade, a brilliant uh, comedian, and he was with Adam Buxton, and they were in uh, Lisbon. Okay, uh, place yeah, I've yeah. never been to. I've always sort of it always looks like a nice place. And they were eating, as you would in Portugal, sardines. Mm-hmm. And my wife <clears> said <throat> to me, "Did you know? You can't know these facts. Did you know that twelve-year-old sardines are better than fresh ones?" Wow. You've got to keep them in the fridge, haven't you? <laughs> that can't be possible. No, in a tin. Oh, okay. You buy them in a tin. And then I, I thought, sort of, well, that can't be right. So it's sort of, you know, you go to Google. Oh, no, it's a thing. Is I mean, it? Oh, yeah. You buy old sardines. One bloke had eaten a 32-year-old, a tin of 32-year-old sardines. Had he? And he said they were fine. Really? <laughs> I know. You, you wouldn't risk it, really, yourself, no, would you? No, no. He's on his own there, I must say. <laughs> you are listening to TalkSport, by the way. <laughs> Uh, in case you just wondered, I just thought Champions League night. Well, I think we have done a lot. On what about that. Aroma Kone? Says Robin. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not yeah, okay. Um, Samuel Ristretto. <laughs> That's pretty good. The most overpriced coffee going. Yeah. Says Ollie. I like. Uh, I like this. Oh, this is nice. Cesar as percolator. Says Dave, the South End Hammer, the Chelsea defender. Of course, that's He's very good. He's yeah, written off the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Uh, it says, it says <clears> here, Chelsea. This is a report in the start this morning. Chelsea faced the prospect of Europa League football for the second time in three years. No, they didn't. Although their FA Cup semi-final against Southampton later this month could save the day. Well, that makes no difference either. They're still going to be in the Europa League. Whatever Chelsea do, they're going to end up in the Europa League unless they finish below Burnley. And which you're you're working towards at the moment. Well, they're hoping to, I think. That seems to be the plan. (laughs) You think that's the plan? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Okay. And the knives are out. Oh, the knives are out for Mel and Sue, aren't they? The figures were quite poor, though, for the generation game. They did drop. It shows you how television... You can't get everything right, can you? Well, television's changed, isn't it? Old Larry Grayson, he got 25 million viewers. Mel and Sue... Well, telly was different then, wasn't it? Well, very much so. Very, very different. Only three channels. They should have gone for Dermot Gallagher and Gwyneth Paltrow, as we suggested. We had some of those good... We had some great suggestions yesterday. Willie Nelson, and who was it? Willie Nelson, and I can't remember. It was a very good combo. (laughs) Uh, I'm afraid I've forgotten. (laughs) Um, have we exhausted these coffee ones? It's possible. Uh, Ian Dowie Egbert's. Uh, <laughs> only the very best. That's uh, that very clever. Danny you've got to know, Hart's. Got to know your coffee for that one. Did you know that the most popular thing on sale at the Masters oh, yeah. was the gnome? The Masters yeah, Garden Gnome. I see that, yeah. Uh, kitted out in the traditional white boiler suit worn by the caddies. And uh, they, they look quite good. You'd be surprised that they were... Uh, they sell for £28.50. Is that a lot of money for a garden name? Yeah, no it's quite a lot, isn't it? It's quite a small one, wasn't it? Uh, what was cheap, as we discovered the other day, was all the food and drink. Um, oh, the Masters. Bob Bubka was telling us $1.50 for a sandwich. Yeah. Well, and how great the sandwich. What was it? Something you're going to ask me. Uh, don't pimento ask me. cheese. Pimento cheese. And, and then it was the other one else. was, I don't know, chicken salad or something. But anyway, the, the beers. Eggs, egg salad. Egg salad. Mm. The beers were quite cheap. Three or four dollars, relatively, which is very really cheap, cheap in America. Well, if you go and watch a, a ball, 
football game or football, you pay $10 plus. Yeah, that's very true. So, well, they charge you a fortune to get in, but once you're in there, they don't milk you. Let that be a lesson to many a football club in this country who not only charge you a fortune Mm. to get in, but they then milk you when you're inside the place. Oh, I know. If you want a water, a small Mm. bottle of water at Chelsea, it's like Mm. £2.80. I know. It is the most expensive water in London. It's I think our numerous. trust kicked off about the price of water at Wembley. And, uh, and really? the, to be fair, the company behind it did actually um, put the prices down. Well, that's, you that's know, fair enough. Because it becomes ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah. You see a bloke made himself ill eating the world's hottest chilli. Really? It was something like about 10 million on the Brian Scoville scale. Yeah, wow, that, that's, that's not good, is it? <laughs> only only Mike, our own Mike Boville could force that down. <laughs> that's very true. This place, yeah. Okay, is that you? That's possibly me. I think I might... Shall I just look at my list? No, I'd say that's about it. Then you've exhausted everything, have you? Well, I mean, apart from some more anti-Claire Balding texts that I don't understand at all. No, I think we'll leave them. No. Leave the poor woman alone. Well, it seems unfair to me. Uh, it's still nil-nil in the football end, isn't it? Looking at the screen there, England struggling to break down Bosnia-Herzegovina. Well, you know... Is, it, is that an artificial surface they're playing on? Yeah, like I think it? they are playing at a sort of, there's a sort of training centre somewhere in Bosnia. <laughs> no. No, there's, there's not many in. No. I mean, to actually the there point... Are, there are none in. There are, there are none in. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere to watch it, really. I mean, there might be a main well, stand where this, the camera is. Yeah, this side, camera side. It's not often you watch thing. a football match, and in the background is another pitch, another training pitch. No, it's true. So it's like playing a game live at St. George's uh, on the telly. Yeah, there's nothing behind it at all. No, so it's only this side of the... Anyway, not a lot in, but it is still nil-nil. Phil Neville looking a bit frustrated at the moment, the uh, England coach. But I'm sure the goals will come. Take them to the top of the group, England, if they win this. But we'll see. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, off to watch the football. I hope it's uh, mm. it's still alive, as you say, Andy, that it's not an early goal from Liverpool. I mean, no. you know, now I've got nothing against Liverpool, but... As a neutral. No, as for a neutral. The you want it to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. got a feeling it won't be. But we yeah. shall wait and see. We will. Okay, thanks for downloading us. Uh, lots of guests uh, join us in the studio tomorrow. We have Huey Fury uh, joining us. And indeed, uh, Lawrence Booth, the editor of Wisdom, will be popping in as well. Have a good evening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.